Hello and welcome to this podcast, Little Girls on Tordbis. I am your host, Self Love Lydia, and this is a self love podcast unlike no other. Within this podcast, we will go into all of the things that we should have been taught as little girls that would have helped us feel empowered, connected, and just unapologetic as we grew into women. I am the queen of these transformations. I am on a mission to impact women around the world with self-love, and I am here to teach you how to be unapologetic and just step into your power. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Hello, you guys, and welcome back to the podcast. This week's is a solo episode, so I hope you have been enjoying the last few episodes, and I hope you enjoyed the last guest episode with Emma. It was it was an amazing episode, and I want to come on today and actually talk about something that was inspired by a conversation I had in university, but before I jump into that, I'm just going to digress for a second. <laughs> I was thinking about should I actually record this podcast because I am just about to cross over in between my autumn and my winter so if you don't know what that means that means I am literally about to get my period so I like to I like to track my cycle based on seasons and I got that from my friend Annie and I'm in my autumn like so deep into my autumn right now And the more I track my cycle, the more I understand how different phases of my cycle are impacting me. So if I'm taking a minute or two to like think of something in this episode or I seem a little bit slower, well, that is exactly why. So I just thought I'd bring that up. And actually, I will do an episode about that because I know a lot of people, when I've spoken about that before, a lot of women have been like, what is autumn and winter like? What are you talking about? So I will actually do a podcast episode on that. So anyway, back to my main point. This episode was actually inspired by a conversation in university in supervision today. And I wanted to record it whilst it was still fresh. It was still relevant I still had that flow coming through me in relation to this conversation and the thing that made me that prompted me to record this episode is we were talking about training as a therapist and within my training I am person-centered and I will be a qualified psychotherapist however my training is all around the embody the embodiment of being in the room with a client so it's about dropping out of that out of the cognitive mind when I'm in a room with a client and just walking side by side with them. So also holding my experience and what's coming up for me in my body whilst I'm holding the space for the client. So it's kind of just like meeting them where they are and walking side by side with them. So when we were talking about the embodied piece, we were talking about when we actually qualify and we go out into the world we will notice different trainings that different therapists have and actually how a lot of therapists are taught to be very in their head and very cognitive. So as we were discussing that, one of the girls who's on the programme with us said, like, do people choose to stay in their mind? Like, is that something that they choose to do or do they not know what embodiment means? And I just thought that was a really, really 
good question because then what we began to do was like unpack this notion around do people actually know what it means to be embodied is that something that people can easily do or is it something that takes a lot of practice to be to come into your body and I know it's something that I talk about a lot and I know a lot of coaches and stuff that I follow on social media talk about this process of being an embodiment of what it is that you believe in or being an embodiment of your own lived experience so I really love that conversation in university and I just wanted to when I was in the bath before <laughs> getting one of my dramatic baths I was really really thinking about I wonder if people actually understand the difference and I wonder if people actually know how to begin that process to become embodied and this is just what I'm going to share is obviously my experience of what embodiment feels like for me from a coach level from a personal level but also from like a therapist level as well because what I'm noticing is that role of being a coach now feels very different to that role of being a therapist because I I just have to that space is predominantly for the client and my input is very minimal although in a lot of ways it is quite minimal because it's all about the client having their space and just holding enough for the client and meeting the client where they are so what's really interesting is I'm noticing more what that embodiment is like for me in those sessions because I'm there just witnessing their process so let's start off with cognitive okay so when I say cognitive what I mean by that is the mind and a lot of stuff that we are taught is based around the mind so when we are taught to learn within school it's very much a head process, isn't it? Everything that we learn, school, it's all about A, B, C, you know, you do this to get this result and it's all based around the mind. My reflection of growing up as well is also that a lot of stuff is around the mind. A lot of stuff is thinking about something. A lot of stuff is trying to find logical, rational ways to explain what happened. And it seems as though a disconnect occurs with the body. And I think especially for women, especially for young girls, because we are from the get-go not connected to our bodies. And I think that sense of embodiment the more you, even little things like the more you understand your cycle, the more you understand your body, the more you connect to who you are, that sense of embodiment becomes easier. But I'll go into that when I talk about embodiment. So for me, cognitive, it's 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 our nature. It just feels like we think about everything from our head. So the definition is cognition cognition is defined as the mental action or process of acquiring knowledge and understanding through thought experience and the senses it is in essence the ability to perceive and react process and understand store and retrieve information make decisions and produce appropriate responses so what's really interesting is it feels like these things can also be done in the body because the body keeps the score. If you've read that book, you will know what that means. The body is the storehouse of our emotions. However, when we think about cognition and we think about thinking, 
a lot of what we do is based in our heads. So that's why often our thoughts are the most powerful things that we have. Our thoughts can literally determine our behavior. Our thoughts can determine um, what route our life takes. Like they are that powerful and they cause a lot of dis-ease in the body. So I don't know, like when you just listen to that and you think about that, I'm just curious of what is coming up for you when you think about the pro that process, when you think about being in your rational, ra- rational, logical human mind. Like, how dominant is that for you? Like, do you approach everything with that thinking cap on? Do you approach everything with your ABC trying to figure things out? Or do you ever just let your your body take the lead and your body go where it needs to go? Being more of a thinking person as well is one of the one of the things that we do on default that, like I've just said, controls our whole day. So before I had an awareness of my thoughts, my thoughts would dictate dictate my whole life. My thoughts would dictate the mood I was in when I woke up in the morning, and I did not realize that I was not my thoughts. I don't ever I don't know what I believed, but I never. I never believed that I could be separate to my thoughts. Does that make sense? Like, I never believed that I could have control over my thoughts. It was just this, like, unconscious thing that occurred without me even thinking about it because, obviously, it just happened so naturally. So I think one of the biggest things for me that really, really began to shift this process of becoming such an embodied person is noticing that about my thoughts and then also knowing that I can change the patterns of my thoughts each day and knowing that just by doing that I can really really change the course of how my day my weeks my outcome on my life is and that was such a game changer so if we think about that compared to embodiment embodiment the definition is one that embodies something the embodiment of all of our hopes the act of embodying and the state of being embodied which is kind of annoying because you know they use the word embodied (laughs) but the definition of embody is to give to give a body to a spirit to deprive of spirituality to make concrete and to cause to cause to become a body or part of a body So the one that feels relevant for me, because I've just read that out as I pulled it up, is to give a body to a spirit. That feels really, really powerful for me. Because I always say that our body is literally the storehouse of our soul and our soul is what makes us us. And that is why we should respect where our soul resides and the one that embodies something. So for me, the process of embodiment is dropping into the body. And the reason why I think for a lot of people that's difficult is because one, we're not taught about connecting to our bodies. We're not taught about connecting to our emotions. You know, my experience of growing up, the only time I felt something in my body was like an emotion. And then I didn't really think anything else of it. Um, I didn't ever think about emotions being energy and that if we don't express them, well, then we suppress them. Where do they go? Because they need to be released because they're made up of energy. 
I didn't ever think that our body could hold on to stagnant energy or stagnant emotions or trauma or suppressed trauma or suppressed emotions. Like I had no idea of any of this stuff. And the reason I think why people struggle with that sense of embodiment is because you're delving into, it feels like for me, you're delving into who you truly are and it makes you more vulnerable. You're delving into your the essence of yourself. You're delving into your whole life experiences because they are so intricately woven into your body. And the thing being is like, if you've not moved through a certain emotion or healed a trauma or even gone into a trauma then as soon as you go to drop in it it's like throwing a a match onto a onto a fire and it's just woof you know that there's that potential for it to just instantly ignite so I think for a lot of people it's scary to lean into that sense of embodiment you know we're not taught about it and then if we do become aware of it it's like when we start to drop in it's like oh shit there's so much here because the mind can create all of these blocks. So when we are quite logical thinkers and we're acting from a place of the mind, and I always, always say to my clients, get out of your head and get into your body because the mind will create so many like blocks. The mind will, cre- will create so many um, protective mechanisms. The mind can really, really suppress a lot of stuff. It can also make a lot of stuff seem worse it can also put up so many defense mechanisms without us even having to do anything about it. But it's like when we begin to go to the body, the body's not as easy to hide away from. This this is my experience of it. And often what happens in client sessions for me is especially recently with my counseling clients, because all of the clients I, I've got, we're, we're working through grief. And it's really, really interesting for me to be in that space as a counsellor and holding that space for the client, you know, holding their experience whilst also acknowledging what's coming up in my body, like noticing what's my embodied response to the client's experience. And the reason why it's really interesting is because grief, as you know, is something that is still quite raw for me you know it's it's not even been two years since I lost my nan so it is quite raw and because I've never experienced it before I don't know how the stages of grief 100% work so what's really interesting is feeling more so into my body when I'm in these sessions and really noticing what's my embodied reaction to what my client is bringing into the space like what is that and you know I think I've done that as a coach for a long time but it just really seems to be amplified in when I'm in the therapy room because obviously I'm training a lot about it and it's constantly brought up so if we unpack that sense of being embodied like what what is that so For me, embodiment is checking in with my body. So being aware of any energy or any blocks, being aware of the flow of breath through my body, being aware of how movement really makes my body feel, 
being aware of how my body feels because you know I may have moments where and before when I was getting in the bath actually it was, it was an example because I'm literally about to come on my period my body is like exhausted and as I was putting like my bubbles in my bubble bath and my salts I just like checked in with my body and I was like I see you like I'm about to give you that space that you need like I'm about to give you that relaxation that you need like I feel like you're tired I know that you're tired and I really checked in with that and also energy is a big 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 thing for being an embodiment of how you're feeling so when we have thought so for an example today I noticed when I was doing my morning routine like my sense of self was quite like introverted my body didn't really want to do much like I didn't really have energy to give out to other people I really wanted to just isolate myself and get myself out in nature or just spend time with myself but obviously I couldn't do that because I was in university so what I really noticed is that that's how my body feels but it doesn't have to mean that it's negative so if I'm feeling drained or I'm feeling tired or I'm feeling whatever whatever's coming up for me within my body it's just about honoring that and knowing that it's okay for me to feel that way you know it's okay for me to set boundaries it's okay for me to meet my needs not based on what my head is telling me but based on what my body is telling me because like I've just said the body is the is the is the storehouse of our soul like our body is the thing that holds us up our body is the thing that gives us all of the energy so by tuning into that this morning I was like okay that's what my body needs and if I was to push that and if I was to try and force myself out and not be that embodied version of what I actually needed today it would have just made me feel even fucking worse like I just like I just would have felt so bad (laughs) if I tried to be this like extrovert like version of myself because that is not what I had in me today so ways that you can begin to actually notice if you're being if you're in a space of embodiment is being present with the emotion if you feel an emotion come up being really really present with that you know in the morning really checking in with yourself how am I feeling today like how is my body and just for a moment not noticing the thoughts not noticing the thoughts noticing the emotion within the body if you take a breath in and you close your eyes and you just visualize and you really try to tune into that breath does it feel like it flows easily throughout your whole body does it feel like it gets stuck anywhere does it feel like there's any blocks does it feel like you can't get that depth within your body or do you feel like you really feel that flow of breath right through your body do you feel like the energy is just flowing through your body do you feel like there's no blocks about And this is stuff that will allow you to get that awareness with your body. Now, side note for this is that people listening to this who've experienced trauma, often the body will be so disconnected from the mind because the body, like I've said, is the storehouse. So what will happen is the body stores the trauma and the trauma is suppressed or you disassociate from the trauma as a form of protection so if you struggle to connect to your body and you've experienced some kind of trauma I want to tell you that that is okay that is normal um 
and it doesn't mean that by me saying it's normal I'm not taking anything away from the difficulties of feeling that way but I want you to know that because when I've worked with clients before in the past around trauma and they've said things to me like I struggle to connect to my body I don't feel anything within my body the only time I ever feel anything is if I get if it's something like flooding or I'm getting night terrors it's something in relation to do with the trauma but they say like on the whole I'm quite disconnected and explaining that to them can sometimes be a huge help because they don't know about that disassociation they don't know about that disconnection and why that occurs and it's actually your body trying to protect you and your mind trying to protect you from what's happened so yeah that was just a little side note because it can be a little bit more difficult but it's definitely doable but it can be a little bit more difficult for women who have experienced some kind of trauma to begin that process because by beginning that process to becoming like more embodied you're tapping into that trauma and it's about releasing that trauma and releasing that trauma maybe through breath work maybe through shamanic healing maybe through coaching or therapy or whatever it is for you that feels good you know dance movement whatever feels good for you so I actually wrote down some ways that you can begin to feel into the sense of embodiment and actually before I share them I just want to go back to that definition like an embodiment of something and this is actually a big big value of mine when it comes to my business like I sometimes joke and I say like (laughs) it's literally so hard for me to teach something if it's not alive for me but I guess it's it's beautiful in a way because it always means that I'm an embodied version of what I'm teaching and I'm being everything that I'm trying to show women how to be so being embodied for me is literally everything I am projecting out onto social media and everything that I am you know teaching in the divine everything that I am saying to my clients I also go through that process and I embody my own shit like I embody the self-love and by embody, I mean I feel it in my body. I go there, I go to my edges, you know, I tap into the pain, I tap into the happiness, I go to like all of these sides of myself. If I'm sharing something, I don't just like turn my phone off and I'm I'm not doing it. Like I'm up in the morning doing my routines, I'm doing my journal and I'm doing my breath work because that for me is really an embodiment of my teachings and everything that I go through. So that for me is also what embodiment means. So for you, it's like when you think about what self-love is, how can you embody that? Not just think that, how can you embody that? How can you connect to that version of yourself? How can you begin to implement the things that you need every single day to really, really tap into that energy and begin to feel that energy within your body you know what are your values and how can you begin to really implement them and embody them in your life so it's like when you walk into a room or people who know you without you saying anything what would your sense of embodiment be like would you be a contradiction or would you be that woman who everything that she says and she desires and she expects from others she is also putting that on her own on like on herself 
So I just wanted to add that in as well because that's so, so, so important for me when it comes to my business and my growth. And even when I'm in a session with a client, like it's really important for me to bring that level of congruence forward and be like, this is what's coming up for me as you're sharing what you're sharing. And yeah, that's really important for me as well in coaching. So the little tips that I've got are, number one, check into your body. So instead of always going, what am I thinking? actually stop for a moment and go what am I feeling and just take a moment to come out of the head and drop into the body and just notice what's coming up for yourself because the mind will automatically be the dominant one that will come up come up and your thoughts will kick in and all of these things and your thoughts will then determine like I've said the outcome of things whereas if you drop into your body and check into your body you're tapping into the emotion. It's like, okay, what is the emotion? And then you can begin to separate the thoughts from the emotion because the thoughts, I think, make things often like a million times worse. When you tap into that emotion, emotion is energy. Like, check into what the emotion is is telling you. Sit with yourself and be like, okay, what is it that I need in this moment? Feel into that emotion, release that emo- emotion, and then move and continue with your day and meet your needs it's so so important number two is sit with yourself and spend time without stimulation so these are actually quite simple things but they are so important to just begin to strengthen that connection with your body so your mind will always be super 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 loud and you're not going to turn that off and that's one of the reasons why meditation is so good because it's not about completely turning the mind off it's just about sitting and observing the mind and the more you do that the more you really strengthen that connection with yourself and your mind kind of becomes like this separate entity so sit with yourself and just spend time without stimulation no phones no book no music nothing just sit with yourself even if it's for like two minutes a day or five minutes a day and notice how your body feels in the morning when you wake up how does your body feel? Like what's coming up in your body? And then the third little tip is the basics that I do. Move your body. Like if you have an emotion, move that emotion through your body. Dance, breath work, like meditation as well. But I was actually speaking to my friend about this today and I was saying meditation is amazing. But I, what I'm finding more now is for that embodied like connection breath work for me is providing me with that so much because I feel the difference in my body when I do breath work whereas like when I meditate I'm in quite like a still space I love both of them I have both things in my morning routine but breath work is such a good way as well to connect to the body so they are just some little tips that I would suggest and then also one of the other things that I would say is Think about everything that you journal on, you know, the woman that you want to be, when you think about self-love, all of these things, are you embodying everything that you desire? Are you embodying and being the woman that you desire to be? Or are you allowing your circumstances right now or your old belief patterns playing out or, you know, old paradigms or blocks or fear? Or are you letting that actually transmute out and shape everything to do with your life because change comes yes it comes when we do all of the things but it comes mostly when we embody the things that we want 
and we embody that next step that we want. So that was the podcast episode for today and I hope you enjoyed it. I actually really love recording this episode. I think it's a really, really good episode and I hope I planted some seeds in terms of getting out your mind and just dropping into your body and beginning to drop into your body and if you want to begin to strengthen your your sense of self-connection I actually launched a five-week meditation program that starts week commencing the 14th of February it's called the Divine Collective and it is five weeks of meditation so we connect meditation to self-love we are in a group space so we have a group boxer we have a group group coaching calls and I take you through five modules like I think one is around self-love one is around letting go one is around intuition and actually we really really begin to strengthen your sense of self-connection and your sense of self-awareness so that is open now and the exchange is £88 so you can either click the link below and you could sign up on a payment plan split it across two payments or you could just pay in full and join us every Tuesday for five weeks with the group coaching calls and the group boxer and really really strengthen your sense of self-love and your sense of self-connection so that is my offering to you this week my loves i hope you enjoyed and i will see you next week for another episode so i see you i love you and i am sending sprinkles of self-love from my heart to yours wherever you are and i shall see you next week for another episode Mm.